Osiris. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. What does that mean? Osiris is a community of great music and culture podcasts. If you like this one, go check out others at osirispod.com and get in the loop. Osiris is partnered with Relics Magazine at relics.com. Kathleen, tell me kind of what your introduction to fish was. All right. Well, um, my first fish show was August 5th, 2011. So I'm a 3.0 fan. That's the show with the awesome rock and roll from the gorge. And I'm definitely old enough to have been a fan for a lot longer. Um, and I always had a copy of a live one in my like little CD thing in my car and in 2011, I was going through a hard time and bouncing around the room, found its way onto a, a running mix of mine. I was kind of like running to save my life to, for my health and my happiness and to meditate and all those things. And I, and I just dug on bouncing around the room as new fish fans tend to do. Yeah. And so anyway, um, a bunch of friends who were who had always gone to shows and always invited me to go to shows. And I had already always kind of declined being kind of a deadhead who was a fish snob. Um, they invited me to come to the gorge with them in 2011. And we always enjoyed live music together and I was ready to have some fun. So I went with them and we had fun indeed. Um, we had so much fun that we drove straight to Tahoe to go to two more shows. Oh, well done. And I loved it immediately. Um, it was my Rachel, Rachel Edwards, one of my oldest friends who took me to the show. But um, I loved how on the way to Tahoe we could download those gorge shows. Um the run like an antelope from the shows was kind of like the song I kept coming back to that like had really hooked me and they did that song still on my running mix and they do like these tweezer and like slave and sand teases in that version um and so we we just listened to the shows and went straight to Tahoe um and we recontacted reconnected with a bunch of friends I had had from years ago who I like had not seen or been in touch with at all. I wasn't really on Facebook that much and stuff like that. So I didn't really. So just in that four show span, like the music of fish, it, it was apparent how great it was, but just the community beyond the music and how um, totally. special that was, was apparent to me immediately. And so, um, hmm. yeah, I pretty much started listening to fish every day after that and (laughs) (laughs) it's spiraled into a beast went to yeah have gone to pretty much every show i can afford to go to since then and i've you know met my partner kind of somewhat through fish and i can't give Hmm. fish credit for everything but i don't think it's a total coincidence that fish was part of my everyday routine as I was just making my life better. So I'm, totally. I'm pretty grateful to be a fish head now. Yeah, that's really, that's awesome. awesome. The, uh, the, I mean, I think that we can all, we can both kind of speak to something like that. I know I can, I mean, I met my wife, uh, through fish and I've definitely seen 
kind of that spiritual power that you're talking about. Um, it's funny, there's uh, some weird connections between our 2011s. That, that was the only year I ever went to the Gorge. I was living in Portland, Oregon myself at the time, and I too was kind of running to save my life. So we probably ran listening to very simple jams. <laughs> I actually I actually ran 10 miles at the Gorge that year because I was training for a marathon. And, oh, wow. Um, uh, it was... That was such an amazing experience. That rock and roll was the first moment for me that I saw the band jam in a really intentional and purposeful way in 3.0. And uh, I kind of freaked out. It was uh, everything that I'd been hoping for since they had announced the the reunion. Um, So that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I was excited about that rock and roll. And as everybody there was telling me, like, that was a breakthrough 3.0 moment but i was just like wow if, if this is what it's like all the time sign me up <laughs> <laughs> and it, it pretty much has been for the most part yeah <laughs> do you have a, a favorite fish show or i guess particular era of fish i'd say well i mean 3.0 is the era i know the best because i've been to a ton of shows i've listened to pretty much every show but i'd say once i started getting really into fish you know, you start reading, like, which shows do I need to listen to? And so I'd say 97 and 98, when I started listening to the shows um, from those years, The Great Went and the Island Tour, especially uh, that Denver show um, from 97 at McNichols Arena, the one with the ghost, and then the Nutter Center show. Um, and so, and I'd say my, um, eight seventeen ninety seven set two is my favorite fish set to listen to. I was oh, there. That, that, <laughs> oh, jealous. Um, that was say, so freaking good. I still listen to that show constant. I feel like that, like when I first listened to that, that just started when I started listening to those 97 and 98 shows, I started getting fish on like a totally different level. And that set like, Oh, the first time I heard it, like the hood, like brought me to tears. And so anyway, you know, as as this podcast is a, uh, um, fish podcast at heart, but it also is about uh, going beyond the pond and listening to, to music to, you know, all the other music that's out there. What do you find yourself listening to when you're not listening to fish? Um, well, not to say the obvious answer, but I listen to the dead daily, but beyond this fish dead world, um, recently I've listened to that Mavis Staples album. All I was, was black that came out last year, like a thousand times. Yeah. A friend gave me the vinyl. And you like I know you guys are big Wilco fans, and Jeff Tweedy has his hands like all over that album. Like he wrote most of the songs. Um, and I do I do have a taste for music with political relevance, and just to see like Mavis Staples still out there, you know, fifty years later, putting out this like political album with like we've got work to do and stuff like that i just love it um and uh reina del cid is an artist i just kind of discovered and i'm excited about she's really young she's from the minneapolis scene and she has a guitarist that's really talented whose name is tony lingren so there's somebody to watch out for um 
Prince is one of my favorite artists of all time. Beck really excite me, excites me. He's, I think, just a really exciting musician. I love how he kind of reinvents himself and reinvents his like genre of choice with almost every album. Um, and then like Paul Simon, Tom Petty, Lucinda Williams are like the people who've always been on through every road trip and whatever I've ever done. So right on. I always check back in with them. What about uh, what about 2018? What have you uh, what have you liked this uh, thus far this year? Um, Brandy Carlisle's new album I've listened to. It's fucking great. In, an insane amount of times. <laughs> By the way, I forgive you. It's called. I, I just love it. It's like, it's about her own life, and I think it's it's a calming album about the greater things going on in the world, and there's all these great forgiving lines about, you know. Um, so it's like an album that gives you peace during this total kind of mess that we're in. Um, I love I love the line. She There's that one track, called Whatever You Do and I love the line in it that says I've never met a coward that I didn't like and I think it's like the most understanding line you know it's just like so nice so I really like that album um Screaming Females I think is like a badass album um and I'm really excited for Janelle Monae's new album Dirty Computer and she's released two tracks um, have you guys have you guys listening listen to these tracks make me feel in Django, Django Jane? I have. They're great. Like, yeah, they're really. Made me feel is like an incredible Prince tribute, and then Django Jane just like hard. Well, yeah, and apparently, right. apparently Prince had his hand in this album a little bit, and so mm. I'm excited to see. You know, make me feel it's kind of like this like bisexual anthem, and Django Jane is like this like feminist anthem, and they're both kind of like come out firing. So I'm excited to see what the rest of the album's like. So, as many of our listeners might know, if you aren't uh, aware, I, I hope that you could take this opportunity to dive into it. Um, Kathleen's a really amazing photographer. Um, we have spent some time. Uh, I know Dave and I both have really checked out your work Kathleen um can you kind of give us an idea about you know how long you've been doing this what your style is and kind of um any sort of like notable shots that you remember yeah um there's a lot I've been doing this since 2004 so I guess for 14 years now um professionally um, and before that for a long time too. But um, I started in photojournalism and newspaper photography. Um, and a lot of my most, I feel like, I'll, and that was, I was a photojournalist and I like telling stories with pictures and doing documentary projects on stories that I thought were important to tell. Um, and then around 2007 or 2008 I went freelance um, my work's pretty documentary in its nature and its style I guess but um, a lot of the stuff I do now is a little bit more commercial or corporate but I still shoot stuff to tell documentary stories um, and I also shoot weddings in a documentary style which I like doing a lot and um, for memorable shots, 
I've done um, in photojournalism. I did a lot of memorable stuff. Like I was based in Florida for a while, and it would be like you would shoot everything. Like you'd be up in a helicopter shooting hurricane dot damage in the morning, and then in, and then you'd have to go run off to like shoot an NBA game at night or something like that. Um, and I covered. Uh, the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. I covered some fire, like, um, there's one shot I have of I-95 cleared with the smoke from a, from a brush fire that thankfully nobody was hurt during. That's kind of like this highway to hell looking shot. Um, and then once I moved to BC, I started shooting more for kind of like travel magazines, and I shot some really fun stories on surf culture up there, and just kind of there's a nice little surf scene going on in Canada, so I covered that. I've covered a ton of NHL games, and so I got to shoot Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals, which was pretty fun. Uh, um, yeah, the year. Yeah, the year Vancouver basically burnt itself down oh. when the when the Bruins came in and won. Yeah. Um, right, right, right. And so, yeah, photography has been a big part of my life and part of my job for a really long time. And so, and hopefully it will continue to be. I really love it. Where can we find you online uh, for your photography? You can find me at KathleenHinklePhotography.com which is also my, or my business name, which is vancityvisuals.com. Or if you are looking for a wedding photographer, you can find me at um, endlessphotostrip.com. Right on. And that shows. Links to, uh, to both of those. Um, we post this cool. so, that, uh, so that all yeah. Anyone who's looking to get married, uh, Kathleen's got some amazing, uh, amazing <laughs> shots. It would, go, it would go very, very yeah. well for your wedding. Discounts if you send a good fish show to listen to in your inquiry. <laughs> if you could just briefly tell us a bit about um, the Twitter account, the Lakeside Dykeside account, sort of, I guess, what made you start the account and uh, like the overall goals of same. Well, Mikeside Dykeside, um, it, it's first not a just a Twitter account. It's it's kind of a group we've started called Mikeside Dykeside. Okay. And basically the goal of Mike Side Dyke Side is to create a way for queer people, not exclusively dykes, um, to easily network within the fish community. So online, at shows, and beyond. So everybody's welcome. Um, it's obviously being created so that LGBTQ people can easily find each other within the fish community but it's also totally welcome to any of our proud allies to the community that just want to be a part of um making people feel more at home here in the fish community um and so we have a facebook community that's good for people that want to join and try and network and be like hey who's going to this show, does anybody want to meet up or, or something like that? And then I have the Twitter account, which more focuses on my random fish thoughts and um, focuses on just sharing uh, 
information about the LBGT, uh, LGBT community. Um, and basically, all are welcome in to come hang out with us at any time. Basically, Mike Side Dyke Side is this LGBT friendly philosophy. And it's not a mandate on where to stand at shows. It's not really a mic side versus page side thing. It's just a, it's just a cool. We just thought it was a fun nickname, and we just thought there there could be more spaces at Fish that you know Fish has a lot of fans, and you know there's gay people out there, but sometimes it doesn't feel like there's as much of a community out there so just creating something that makes it known for people who want to find us that we're out there and if you want to come hang out we're here right on. that's awesome yeah we think it's super awesome we're uh, definitely supportive of that and um uh you know anybody who hasn't um discover the Mike side dyke side account or the facebook group um we definitely will post links to that as well um definitely think that it's an amazing thing you're doing kathleen yeah it's it's been really fun it started because we were in um it started because we were in mexico and we were down there with another lesbian couple and we overheard these guys kind of like disparagingly being like Mike side, dyke side, like as if Mike side was a bad thing or as if being a dyke was a bad thing, you know? And we were, you know, we were like, well, you know, if somebody's kind of struggling to get through some stuff, that's not a great thing to overhear at shows. So we're like, let's make it a thing. Um, And so there's another, um, just to mention, there's another queer friendly group that started in 98 called Brian and Robert. Okay. That's also been around for a while so we didn't even realize they were out there too until we started this um but they've been awesome to connect connect with and they started um i know um when brian and robert first came out on like the message boards in fish people started speculating like is this about two gay guys and it was like the first that a lot of people had heard about like the existence of gay people even being talked about at Fish. And so the group started and has been going strong for 20 years. And I know that, as Tom Marshall mentioned in the Beyond the Pond interview, it's about Brian Eno and Robert Fripp. But I loved that when you guys interviewed him, he did like be like, it's open to interpretation. It could be about a couple or whatever. And so. Well, yeah, I was just thinking about you how you got Osiris.